Shallow Pal. I've had, I have that running in the background. <laughs> That's a good movie. It's a good movie. <laughs> it's a great movie. We'll it throw back. Reminds me of myself, except I know they're fat. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> hey, here we go. These yeah. people. Oh, sorry. <laughs> What is up, college football fanatics? Here we go with another week of college football extravaganza. I'm Robert, he's Joey, he's Davis. We're going to get into last week's action. We're going to talk about this week's action. We're going to talk about how the Big Ten was like, oh, I guess the water's warm enough and jumped right in. And 13 years ago today. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. <laughs> I'm not, a, I'm not a kid. That's right. He's 50 now. He was talking about news back then, and then he wore an OAN news shirt, and he got in trouble for that. He's just all about some bad news. All right. He's my That's favorite. one of my most quoted. It's one of my most quoted press conferences for sure. On my 40th birthday, I am dressing up mullet and all. I'm going to work on it. Uh, like I'll, as, at 35, I'll work on the mullet. And then I'm going to come up to the press conference. He didn't have a mullet then, so maybe I don't have to do that. But I'll do it anyway. Uh, dressed anyway. up like Mike Gundy for my 40th birthday. That's what I want to do. Already already I, settled. I, I hope by your 40th birthday, Mike, Gundy's, Mike Gundy is still at Oklahoma, uh, Oklahoma State. I doubt he will be. I, I, I'm surprised he actually <laughs> hadn't been let go at this point. He's a talented coach. He is. But the fact that he has yet to get a championship with Oklahoma State and also to – just be controversial the way that he is. I don't know if he's going to stick around as long, but if he is, you deserve to be at that press conference on your 40th birthday and shout at him. I'm a man. I'm now 40. Oh, yeah, I th- no. that was so sweet, Davis. That was so sweet. <laughs> oh, I'm killing it with the soundboard tonight. <laughs> so it's three cups of coffee, Ed. I know, I know. Well, I'm just happy I'm done with class. That last class was a drag. <sighs> anyway, we got to get into some action. Um, the Big Ten, like I said, they dipped their toe in the water. They said, oh, too much COVID in this public pool. And then they were like, nah, it looks like everyone's mad at us for not coming to the pool party because we have one of the best teams in all of the country in our in our conference. So now they're in, but we have to wait a month for that. So uh, you know, there's that, but at least they're in, right, guys? At least they're gonna play. Yeah, I said it last week. Uh, I'm not gonna believe that they're gonna play until they're gonna play. I'm gonna still hold out. Uh, <laughs> until I see Big Ten football on the field, I don't know that they're gonna play. I mean, we got a bunch of games getting canceled, and I mentioned before we started that they're giving themselves eight weeks, play eight games, and Houston has had five games canceled on them, them this season. They haven't played a single game because all five of them got canceled. You're so, calling the Big Ten's holdout with a holdout I, of your own? No. I will. Yeah, I guess I am holding <laughs> out. I'm not holding out. I'm not going to believe the Big Ten is going to play until I see Big Ten teams on the field. Um, I mean, 
but yeah, I don't know. Like we'll, we'll see what happens. They definitely thought that they, um, everyone was going to join them when they started and then they got shamed pretty much into playing again. So let's see it. Go ahead and do it. Big 10. Why not? I I think the Big Ten's going to play. I thought the Big Ten was going to play about a month ago when the protests were happening. It's it's good that they are going to play. I think that the Big Ten was way too early. I think they jumped the gun in terms of canceling on the season rather than waiting. The thing that they do not buy themselves is time now because you have teams like Notre Dame and Wake Forest or Houston, uh, BYU, like some – Teams are now having to postpone games because they're having positive COVID tests, but yet they have time to postpone games. The Big Ten has no time to postpone any games when they inevitably do have at least someone on a team test positive for COVID. So now they're going to have to possibly cancel. And here's what they also don't afford, do, do not afford. And I'm going to attribute this to uh, one of my colleagues, Jason, Jason Fix from ESPN. Uh, he said that, the Big Ten, in order to, quote-unquote, buy time, they're going to want to push back when the playoff happens. The Big Ten doesn't afford that opportunity to push back the playoff because they decided to drop out as quick as they did. So they have to stay healthy the next eight weeks. Otherwise, you're going to be forfeiting games. Yeah, can you just imagine? First of all, the playoff's not going to do that. They, they think that they're they, – that's just the arrogance of the Big Ten. The Big Ten is – like, I, I don't like the SEC bias at all, but the Big Ten is the most arrogant conference in the world. They thought since they announced that they were, they were postponing, everyone was postponed. If they think they can get the playoff pushback, that's asinine. But what, the interesting thing to think about with this is what happens when Ohio State gets two games canceled, they're 6-0, and and say Clemson's 10-1. and or yeah, nine are you putting that team in the championship? No. Exactly. Is a six no Ohio State better than a nine and two Clemson? Who knows? Although I aren't they are they still the number two ranked team in the nation according to the AP, or they drop? I don't think the AP has them in because they they don't, they're not playing. They haven't played. They took yeah. them out, but you can damn sure bet they'll probably put them back in. Well, the SEC teams are back in now, um, so I'm thinking you probably have to wait until then to know. We'll have to wait. We'll have to wait again. Yeah, it's kind of like the second most popular girl in high school not getting asked to prom and then going, uh, I'm not going to go, so we just shouldn't have prom this year. You're not even the most popular one. No one even cares if you're going or not, Big Ten. No one really cares. (laughs) I'm excited that the Big Ten is playing just because I believe that uh, Justin Fields is just a phenomenal quarterback, and I want to see him play. I'm so happy. I'm so happy for Justin Fields. Quarterback. Yeah, he wanted to be there the whole time. Yeah, I Honestly, I think the, the best-case scenario for him is to play like five or six games, ball out in those five or six games, and then he's going to be the number one overall pick probably. Uh, I think he's – I like him more than Trevor Lawrence. But he's going to be a first-rounder. I don't know. I like him a lot. Definitely a first-rounder. I like them both. I'm, I'm going to wait for this year to play out to see which one I like more. I like Trevor Lawrence a lot too. He's working on his running ability this year too. Um, along with his arm, so we'll see. Yeah, so Big Ten's in. Um, Pac-12 still out. They they were never gonna be in. Doesn't seem like so. There you go. That's what you get for living on the left coast. <laughs> Whoa, different podcast. Yeah, I know. Different I know. Podcast. Well, well, it's because fuck that guy in my comment section. I don't even get any comments. And then he wants to comment. A bunch of white guys don't want to talk about BLM. There you go. There's some politics for you. Go listen to my other podcast. Wait, someone commented that on our videos? Yeah, he was an asshole. That's what he was. That's awesome. Good for us. Yeah. <laughs> he was an asshole. 
All right, moving on. So uh, you want to talk about Houston and how they have gotten the unfortunate COVID bug this year? Yeah, I mean, it's just crazy. I mentioned before, every single one of their games has been canceled five in a row. And uh, this last one, I don't know if you've heard, y'all, I told Robert, I don't know if you heard this, Davis. These teams are supposed to be like meeting and talking about COVID like three times a week, and Baylor didn't even warn them basically. And then the day before the game, they cancel it. Pretty crazy. Um, I didn't even know that before I heard about the Houston thing, which just makes it really interesting. But yeah, that sucks. And you got to think it's going to happen to some other teams. And that's why the Big Ten thing is so unthinkable that they think they're going to be able to pull that off. So Baylor canceled it this time around? Yep. That's I don't think a single one of these cancellations have been Houston's fault. And yet, every single one of their games have been Houston. I think it's canceled. How many games can you possibly postpone, quote-unquote postpone, until you have to look at the schedule and say, okay, we cannot make up these games. We have to play football. I think at some I, – I do take COVID serious, but at, at the same time, if someone's sick, when are we going to get to the point where we just say, you know what, the person that's sick, that person's going to stay their ass home while the rest of the team goes and plays. I, I, I don't know. Like I, I, I want to see college football played, but we cannot keep postponing games because at some point we're not going to be able to make up these games before we get to the conference championships, before we get to the playoffs. And again, we're not pushing back the playoffs. They are happening when they are going to happen. So at some point, if someone's sick, we have to keep them home rather than just keep delaying these games. Because when at some point are we going to make them up? So – I just want to make sure you like it's not if one person tests positive they don't cancel the entire game. You got that right? Because you said something earlier that made me think that it's not necessarily one. It's normally multiple. Yeah. I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Seven. Okay. Yeah, it's something like that. And uh, FSU missed like four players uh, in the week opening against Georgia Tech, and they still played. So, but yeah, I think there's like there's some rules like you have to have eight scholarship offensive linemen ready to go. And there's there's some other stipulations. There might be a quarterback stipulation too, but yeah, I mean, it, it just sucks. I don't know. It sucks for Houston more than it sucks for anyone else. Yeah, I'm I'm curious about Ole Miss to see where where they're at. Um, because a couple weeks ago, I remember on the podcast we talked about it, Joey. They had 26 or 27 people out with COVID. So, um, have you heard the SEC stipulation that if you have it, if you've had it before and you have got a negative test, you don't have to be tested again for 90 days. So I think Ed Orgeron, he said, uh, I think all my guys have had it. So we're good for 90 days. Yeah, yeah that's some genius. Build up those antibodies. <laughs> I mean, exactly. that's, that's just SEC logic there. And then I like, you get, you, <laughs> if, if they know where the false positive tests are coming from and like the, and like the ones that test negative, they're, they're ordering in bulk and like shipping those around. Be like, my God, Bob, you test negative twice. <laughs> <laughs> I already know what to do. You're gonna play some football. Her, her, her. Go Tigers. <laughs> go Tigers. Now we win. I say that. Fuck all we go to. That's where we go. Boo go everybody. Anyway, we get to see some SEC action this week, and I can't wait to listen to Ed. Did you, anyone get a chance to see him on 60 Minutes? No. He was. Ta- he, okay. Side note. He was talking about. Um. He got a call. Uh, he was working on a shrimp boat. He was working on a shrimp boat, showing shrimp. 24 hours a day was a shrimp boat. And he said he got a call from the Arkansas, and, and they said, uh, you want to come be our strength and conditioning coach? And he said, hang on a minute. And I threw a shovel overboard. And I said, where is Arkansas? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> He's like, where the hell's Arkansas? So what a story. What a story. That's I want to go back funny. and watch all of it, but it's a, it's a, it's a good 60 minutes. Okay. So let's get into the meat of things. Let's go over the last week. Clemson dismantled the Citadel. Notre Dame absolutely hammered the South Florida Bulls like a matador. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was, that was um, very surprising. Uh, Notre Dame had a great run game. Ian Book uh, scored a couple touchdowns on the ground. Go ahead, Davis. No, yeah, great game on Notre Dame. They definitely put up the points that uh, they should have put up. So it was a great game. I think Notre Dame has the opportunity, with the exception of Clemson, to you know be, at least be a one-loss team. I, I like Notre Dame a lot this year. I, lo- I really like Ian Book as a quarterback. He's a senior quarterback. I, I, I can't wait to see them play a team like Clemson to see how well they fare because, frankly, if this team keeps winning and they – compete against Clemson, which I just for right now don't think they will, just given that I like Clemson so much. They're such a strong team. Uh, I think Notre Dame is a team that could possibly, if depending on how the rest of the landscape goes, they could see themselves at least fighting for the opportunity to be in a Final Four. But notice how I say fighting for an opportunity. That's because I believe that if you are a one-loss team, given that you're already limited on games, you're not making it into the postseason unless you are in Alabama or a Georgia. That, that's, that's where I'm drawing the line. I think Notre Dame with one loss, they're out. But I really like this team right now. Yeah, be, uh, Davis, you should be on this podcast uh, last week because we, um, we talked a lot of shit about Notre Dame. <laughs> and um, I don't know. Yeah, missed out then on uh, that. Then there, I, I, yeah. What was your prediction before? Uh, I mean, I knew they were going to beat South Florida. They did what they were supposed to in this game. I'm not going to fault them for that. You know, this is – that was a good – you know, they played like they should have. Um, but, you know, you, you can't really use the transitive property in college football, and you really can't use it this year. But they played a Duke team that looked really bad this week, and they only beat them by two scores. And um, so, I don't I don't know. We'll see what um, what they do. But I don't. I, I feel like this might be another fraud Notre Dame team, um, and we'll see how they do in the ACC because usually they have a lot of easy wins on their schedule, and they're going to have a little bit less this year. Well, we always find out late in the season, so we'll we'll see yeah. Notre Dame. Let's see if they can keep it up. Now, if Notre Dame, I, I think Clemson would win if if they had the upper if they were to face each other today right now. But if Notre Dame did win. Um, is there? I think there's a possibility of them facing each other again in the championship. Correct? Yeah, there is. Yeah. So, so maybe they go one and one. Do they both? Do, does one get into the playoffs? Whoever wins that ACC championship, you know, I'd like to see how that well, plays out because they get two well, cracks at it. Then again, think about it. You have four of the Power Five conferences playing. What if you reserved the conference championship, the conference champion, for each spot? I guess it would depend on record. But you have four of the power fives. You have four playoff spots. This could be the opportunity for the conference champions to play against one another. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we, it depends on what happens with the Big Ten. But, yeah, you're very likely that could happen. Yeah. And my prediction for State. Anyone else, probably not. My prediction from earlier this year uh, where I said two SEC schools um, could make it in, I, I don't think so now. Now that the Big Ten's back, I think there's I, – I think – I don't think there's any way that that happens anymore. Okay, um, let's stick with the ACC real quick. Um, UCF goes into Georgia Tech. They beat Georgia Tech um, and then declare themselves state champions of Florida, which is absolutely bullshit. I have a, I have a bone to pick. It's, it's not correct. I mean, you, you look at the teams, Florida's 
hopefully going to be good. We haven't seen anything yet. Um, Miami, we'll talk about them next, but they look good. UCF, you can't just go around claiming shit, especially in 2020 when the season might just end out of nowhere. You're you're not just going to be able to claim national champions like you did in 2017. I won't let it happen. This podcast won't let it happen. Incorrect, sir. How dare you? Don't speak for me. I love it. If I was UCF, I would do the same thing. Because, I mean, think about it. When are, like, is UCF ever going to be in the playoffs? Are they, they play somebody? Like, I mean, you know, they play Georgia Tech. I, I, I love it. Just declare yourself everything. Let people prove, like, prove you wrong. They did it in the 1930s before they let uh, black people play in the game. So might as well do it now. Why not? So UCF wow. is that team. So UCF. <laughs> UCF is that team that talks all the shit, but they're not actually going to do anything. They're going to be like, oh, dude, if I was there, I totally would have beaten that guy's ass. But they weren't there. And if they legitimately were there, they wouldn't have done shit. That's UCF. They're going to talk all the shit. And they're not going to actually going to play the team that could possibly beat the shit out of them. So why not go ahead and claim your national titles? Why not go ahead and claim yourself state champions right now? Although... Florida hasn't played yet, and Miami right now is playing some really good football. Florida State, Joey, I mean, come on, man. It's not happening right playing now. Playing some real but, good football. <laughs> but still, like, UCF is that team that's going to claim shit while they can until they actually play really good football against other teams that actually also play really good competitive football. But I also, to give them somewhat credit uh, – Dylan Gabriel is a really good quarterback. I like him a lot. UCF has this way of going down the Hawaiian pipeline, getting some quarterbacks, man. They ought to keep it going. Yeah, it's interesting. Mackenzie Milton was from there as well. And, yeah. Uh, he's still on the side. I'm still watching Mackenzie Milton. Like, if, if Mackenzie Milton came back and – so, like, I don't know what the deal with that is, but he's in recovery right now. So we'll see. I don't think you get like two years of medical hardships. I, I don't know. They might just give it to him. They might just be like, man, it was bad. And here you go. <laughs> yeah, they don't do that. All right. So, Miami Louisville, probably the game of the week last week. Um, Miami looked really good. Their offense looked like it was clicking. Uh, their defense looked like it was clicking at times. Uh, Louisville still managed to score 34 points on them. Um, Derek King putting up 325 passing yards. Uh, I, I hope you guys got to catch this game. It was a good game to watch. Yeah, I mean, uh, that yep. kid for Louisville, the running back, Hawkins, he's awesome. Yeah, he's that awesome. That kid is yeah. really good. When, when he spun out of that definite uh, – Tackle for loss and then got oh, yeah. the first. That was, that was two a spins. counterplay. That was a counterplay. Was no, yeah. no that was, yeah. that's a joke. We were what, joking what? about that afterwards. Oh, <laughs> no, okay. Because it was definitely a power run that he turned around, ran the other way, and scored a touchdown on. Yeah. But uh, you, we talked about how my, you say Miami's offense looked good. Wasn't Miami's offense looking good, or was Louisville's defense absolutely terrible? Because I watched at least two or three passes from Derek King where they, there was no one within 30 yards of the wide receiver. Like, I could have thrown a duck up there and caught it. And I'm not saying – I'm not trying to take anything away from Miami. I'm trying to say Louisville's defense is terrible. Right. Um, yeah. Without Hawkins, they weren't in this game at all. I think – I think uh... – Maybe it's a little bit of both, but a good offense capitalizes on those opportunities and those and those wide open passes. Whereas good offenses maybe don't, and they drop passes and stuff. I didn't see a couple drop passes, but not nearly as much as I normally do. And I think Miami looks significantly better than last year. So that's that's that going forward. 
You have any remarks on the on the Louisville game, Davies? Davy boy? Yeah, I mean, I, I like De'Aaron King. Uh, he's a really talented quarterback. I know he was a Heisman favorite at the beginning of the year. I mean, I don't – at least as of right now, I haven't seen anything from De'Aaron King that's made me think, oh, yeah, this guy's going to be the next Heisman. But he's still a good quarterback. Miami, I like what they're doing right now. Louisville, um, I you know, I didn't really pay enough attention to Louisville to really see anything that stood out to me. Um, other than just, you know what, Miami's 2-0. and They're taking on Florida State this week. Uh, I'll, I'll talk about that game when we get there, but uh, I like Miami right now. I like them. I'm not in love with them, but I like what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, spoilers. And one one last thing I was going to say, um, I, I've said a couple times I really like Scott Satterfield, Louisville's coach. I'm starting to waver. I don't know if he's the guy. I thought he was, but, you know, he's got to prove something. We'll he to lost to Willie Taggart last two years in a row. No, last year. Yeah, just last year. In an absolute barn burner, Marshall takes down the mighty Mountaineers of Appalachian State. And I am only bringing this up because I was forced into a lock last week that I didn't even want to take. But you know what? Damn it. I took it. And I took it strong. And I took it proud. And I, I stood with the herd. We are Marshall. And they won on a very, very lucky play. <laughs> Dude, Marshall has a young, talented quarterback, though, that uh, he's played well so far up to this point yeah. for a what's, true freshman. What's, what's his name? What's his name? Uh, I'm blanking on his name right now. That's not that's, – that's Appalachian State's quarterback. Top, okay. Uh, anyway, I was going to say I picked Appalachian State to like, be a potential uh, New Year's Day ball team. Did not realize their coach is at Missouri. So that's a big uh, sorry. Good job, Robert, for taking Marshall. Is it uh, Lem Boyd? No, th- there's so many quarterbacks on their roster. Um, he's like he's a true freshman. He's a true freshman. Yeah, they have four freshman quarterbacks. I'm looking at them right uh, now. If you just mention the names, I'll remember. Is it, uh, it's Wells, likes, isn't it? Is Wells? it Grant Wells? I think. Oh yeah, is it number ten? Number he is number eight. Yeah, yeah. He threw for. Let's see. They. Yeah, four hundred seventy. Four hundred seventy yards. Is that right? Oh, they played two. They played two games. That's why they played. Two I was gonna say he threw for like one hundred and fifty yards or something like that. Yeah, one hundred sixty-three yards. One interception, no touchdowns against uh, Eastern Kentucky, though. Four touchdowns and 307 yards. So there you go. Oh, yeah, that was his breakout game. That was there the first game. We get to the bottom of things. Yeah. We do. This isn't ESPN. If you wanted to watch ESPN, Four you would watch ESPN. Hours later. Yeah, that's right. All right. Moving on at a turtle's pace. Navy with a surprising win at Tulane. Messed me up. Screw you, Navy. Didn't like that very much. Duke, uh, I thought Duke was going to beat Boston College. I took Duke in that. Boston College won. Uh, just stop me if you all have anything to say say about any of these games. Uh, you missed – I don't know if you went by Pittsburgh-Syracuse. Pittsburgh-Syracuse. Uh, I, think, I think Syracuse stinks. Um, I feel like I was on the right side of that. That was my lock that Pittsburgh would win by 21. Uh, they did not. But I feel like I was on the right side of that one. I just don't think it ended the game just ended up turning out that way. But I'm going to bet against Syracuse a lot this year, and I'm going to win a lot of those bets. I had Pittsburgh win that game also. I didn't really call a score, though. Um, 
Surprise of the week, speaking of Mike Gundy 13 years ago, Oklahoma State uh, had a scare against Tulsa. Um, better not do that because you got some teams like Texas and Oklahoma and uh, and even these smaller teams like Iowa State. They can come out of nowhere and, and get you in the big Big 12. So if you're struggling with Tulsa, we we gotta we gotta see what's going on with Oklahoma State. I was high on Oklahoma State last week, but now I'm not so not so sure. I'm a little bit tepid now with the Cowboys. Uh, I mean, every team, every decent team, at least has that one game where they should have done better. But you know, you go into a game like Tulsa, you see this team, you think you're supposed to beat the shit out of them, and you don't. Yeah, they could be I, shaking off the rust. I think that I think that you can have those games. You're allowed to have those games. But then you go into the next game and it's sort of like a reset. Or, and this has also happened too, some teams take it as a reset. There are also other teams where that's just the sign of what the team really is. So I'm going to look at this and say that this Oklahoma State team is better than what they played against Tulsa. They misunderstood that team. They're going to go into their next game against a much better opponent. And they're going to play better. Yeah, the only thing that sucks is uh, Chuba uh, Hubbard. I, I still have Hubbard, no idea. Hubbard, Hubbard, Hubbard. Yeah, Hubbard. he broke his streak. He had like 14 or 15 straight games of 100 yards. Mm-hmm. Lost that streak with 93 yards. That stinks for him. That's yeah. like Adrian Peterson coming, sh- like, what was it, six yards short of the all-time yes. rushing yes. record? Yeah. That's just like that. That's it terrible. Happens. It does happen. I, I agree with you, Davis. I think they're better than they looked last week, but I'm still a little tepid going forward, but I think they were shaking off some rust. Okay. Um, tomorrow we have UAB at South Alabama. I'll give a quick pick. I'm going to go with uh, South Alabama, just playing home favorite. If anyone wants a quick pick in there, you can get it now moving forward. Like your shirt, like your shirt, Davis. I'm wearing the same shirt now. Try to get your attention. Oh yeah, rough and rowdy. We were there. Shout out to Barstool if you like the podcast. You can you can sign me on today. I'll quit law school tomorrow. That's how it is. (laughs) (laughs) You're like an in-house lawyer. Uh, Yeah, I could be the in-house lawyer, but uh, I'd need to graduate, (laughs) and I'd rather talk about football. <laughs> uh, anyway, all right. So Saturday, September twenty sixth, twenty twenty, will be a date that goes down in infamy because it is the date that the SEC said, "Screw COVID. I'm tired of this. We're playing anyway." And this is going to be the first like weekend for me that it feels like real football in this year. Yep. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be that, that feeling where, like, I don't care. I'm cracking a beer open at 9 a.m. on college game day, and I'm going to watch Lee Corso sitting in his jacuzzi next to, next to the Miami Hurricane mascot. Hey, who's the CBS game? The CBS game? That's going to be LSU-Mississippi State. All right. So like, I think the thing I'm looking forward to most is, like, that iconic SEC theme song. The, or uh, the, uh, the CBS SEC theme song where it's like, da-da-da-da. I love it. There's something about that song where I'm just like, oh, it's football (laughs) season. Let's go. Yeah, there's something. CBS is the best network for watching football. Like, I don't care. Like, the the high definition, the high definition is way better. The, The sound, the announcers are usually better. I can't stand their announcers, the CBS <laughs> announcers. Gary Danielson is unbearable. I heard he's out. I heard he's out. 
COVID? COVID? No, no, no. I heard that CBS is just like, yeah, I think the fans have spoken and they don't want you anymore. Because Gary Danielson, no one, who the fuck relates to Gary Danielson? Have somebody in the booth that you can actually listen to. Have your own Kurt Herbstreet. Gary Danielson is not Kurt Herbstreet. I don't know what the fuck you call him. He's just out. He's annoying. I'm glad. If he's out, that's great news. Unpopular take. I liked the combination of Vern Danielson or Vern, Vern Lundquist and Gary well, Danielson. I like that you know, combination. I did too, but Vern's gone now. And so when you put in Brad Nessler, which I like Brad Nessler, you should mix it. You should put in someone who's maybe a little bit younger, who is probably a little bit more fresh out Pat of the McAfee. game. Pat fucking McAfee. CBS right now. I don't care. I don't care. Put him on all of them. Thursday night football. Put him on all of them. He doesn't do Thursday night anymore. But yeah, he doesn't doesn't do Thursday. Okay. But no, yeah, he he is awesome on game day. All right, let's get back on topic. So I'm just going down the list in the order in which the games are coming on. Kansas State is going to go to Norman, Oklahoma. The crowd's going to be non-existent, and the whole game's going to be quiet on their sideline because Oklahoma's going to absolutely dog-stomp their asses into the ground, and then they're going to send them home back to Kansas, wherever the fuck that is, and, and they're just going to sit there because they lost. Because Oklahoma's coming for revenge. They, they have a blemish on their schedule besides the playoffs, and that's last year against Kansas State. They're coming, and they're not taking Kansas State lightly. No, yeah, uh, okay, go ahead, go ahead, Joey, go ahead. I was going to say, this game's pretty easy for me. We Kansas State got beat by, it was one of the teams that lost to the Sunbelt teams last week. Um, and then Oklahoma is only a 28-point favorite. That seems unreal. Uh, they're going to blow their ass out. I think it's going to be like a 50-point defeat. So, anyway, go ahead, Davis. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm taking Oklahoma in that one. If it's plus, it's plus 28, you said? Yeah, they're minus 28. Yeah. Minus 28 for Oklahoma. Oh, yeah, I'm taking Oklahoma. I do. Spencer Rattler is right now shaping up to be the next Heisman candidate. I'm not there to say winner yet, but he's a good young quarterback. I watched him on QB1. Kid's a little cocky, but he's a good quarterback. He's backing it up, and he's doing really well at Oklahoma. He's literally at the best place possible for him to play quarterback as a short, skinny guy. I, I like him. I think that this offense is – just right for him, but I'm going to say the same thing like I've said for other Oklahoma teams in the last five years. Wait till you put them up against an SEC team. We'll, we'll talk then. Wait till you put them up against maybe Clemson and Trevor Lawrence. We'll talk then. But for right now, with their schedule, Spencer Rattler is going to run all over the teams. Do you want to lock it up? Oh, are yeah, gonna lock, are, are you going to lock the overall? I'm not, I don't know if I'm going to lock up. Just, I'm going to lock up. I'm going to lock up Spencer Rattler as a talent right now. Oklahoma still is Texas, and I like Texas this year. Okay, I'll, I'll lock him up minus twenty eight. Minus twenty eight. All right, we're at twenty seven and a half on ESPN, but I'll take your twenty eight. That's fine. we're going lock. Right. Yeah, you got right. two so more locks, lock. Joey. I'll you take got my lock. Two I'm more locks. Lock. This is how we're going to do it. Okay. I just made this up. You get three <laughs> locks each week. <laughs> I'll take my lock. And you can take the over, you can take the points for, you, you know, you, you can What's take the over and under? 60, 60 and a half. Oh, I got 61. What are you looking uh, at? Oh, I, 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 
I would take the over. those numbers. I would take the over just because Oklahoma's defense is just shitty enough to where Kansas State might score uh, like two or three touchdowns, but Oklahoma I think is going to score fifty. That was the thought process with Oklahoma last week, and they didn't quite get there by themselves. Um, they almost got the over by themselves, and then they shut out the other team. I I don't. I'm not going to touch sixty-one because I think Oklahoma could win this game like fifty-four to three. Mm-hmm. Oh, when that yeah. pisses you off. Yeah, so I'm not going to touch that uh, the over-under. I am going to use a lock on the 27 and a half, 28 points. I, I, think that's, I think they're going to beat them by more than four touchdowns. Lock me up, throw away the key. That's fine. Cool. All right. And next, the game we've all been waiting for. Florida and Dan Mullen and the fighting Mullins are traveling to Ole Miss in the Grove where they just changed the flag because it was so racist that the players were like, I'm not going to play anymore. (laughs) And Lane Kiffin is not talking shit anymore about the Florida Gators. He actually said some good stuff this week. So we'll see if that stays true with Lane. But Ole Miss is breaking out those powder blue navies, the powder blue jerseys. Florida, hopefully it's going to be business as usual. I'm going to take a look at the spread real quick. While you guys talk about this game. Well, I can't help. So maybe it's just because I am a Florida fan. I can't help but be just a little nervous only because it's, you know, I want this team to be really dominant for once we have a quarterback that I actually have some faith in. And it's been a long time. It's been a long time since we've actually had a quarterback that I've had some faith in the last time that Florida went into a season with a true quarterback was Jeff Driscoll. And that ended up with him getting injured and then ended up with him playing like dog shit. I think Kyle Trask is different. Um, this old Miss team though, I, their quarterback, uh, Reese Plumley, John Rice Plumley, John Reese. Yeah. He's a really good quarterback outside of the pocket. He can scramble. He's got a decent arm. I think Florida might be in for a surprise here. I actually, I don't even think a surprise. I think Florida hopefully will be expecting that Ole Miss at home is going to take it to them. And so whatever the point spread is, I almost want to favor Ole Miss, but I have Florida winning. And whatever the over is, I'm taking the under. Hmm. I, uh, I disagree with you on probably both accounts. Um, I'm not going to pick this game. I refuse. Uh, but one team is probably going to take the dog suit out of the other. Um, I'm not going to tell you who is going to be on which team. <laughs> um, but I like the over. I think uh, I think both teams are going to score. I just don't. I just think one team is going to uh, score a lot more than the other team. If that makes sense. But I, I guess to tell you which team. For me, though, it's because I have not. Really, I so I, I want Florida to play so well. I really do. I want to, but I it's been a curse, I think, for like the last 12 years since Tebow went to the NFL temporarily. Uh, I, <laughs> I have to stress temporarily, he wasn't there that long. Everyone goes but, to the NFL temporarily, but he, I, I, the Florida has yet to have really that dominant team. I know they won two New Year's Six Bulls, and I. They, I know that the quarterback issue has just been, uh, you know, up in the air like crazy. And Kyle Trask seems like he is the guy that's going to be the savior, at least for right now. 
I just want to make sure they get that one in before I really dive deep into them right now. So that's why I am so hesitant to go deep into this game right now. I want to see the one game. Ole Miss is probably going to be a tough opponent for this first week. I think so. I'm with you, Davis. I, I think Ole Miss is going to give, give Florida a run for their money. I think the lack of – practicing with tackling is going to show for a lot of teams, not just Florida, um, you know, with, with the in-game tackling and the open field tackles and Lane Kiffin, his offense usually is, is uh, based off of big plays. So they're going to go for the big plays and it's all about, have you practice enough to stop the big plays? I think Florida will get the hang of it eventually, but am I confident enough to say they're minus 14 point favorites here? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I hope they are, but we'll see. That's my bias coming through. So I'm going to save my lock, not, not using it on this game. I got Florida, but I think it's going to be closer than a 14-point game. Yes. Okay. There we go. Kind of scares me that we agreed on that, but all right. All right. A fun game that, that uh, I want to watch as well, be watching it right next to each other, Kentucky at Auburn. That's a good game. Terry Wilson. Uh, Terry. Gonna t- Terry, he's going to put it in reverse and hopefully put it in forward drive. And if, if they beat Auburn, I would love to see it. But I think Bo Nix is going to take care of the job and uh, put Auburn – on the map for the start of the 2020 season. They got them seven and a half point favorites. I think that's about right. I think it's going to be a close game. Yeah, I think Bo Nix has received a little bit of disrespect right now. He had a pretty decent freshman year. I know so I, I know a few Auburn fans who are very uh, frustrated with him, but I, I think they just needed to remember that, dude, this guy's a true freshman. He went in there. He had a pretty decent, Decent first game, not great, but he did throw that touchdown pass against Oregon. He had, a, I thought he had a good freshman year as a true freshman. Um, going into his sophomore year, I don't think he's going to do a sophomore slump. I think he's going to compete. He's going to play well. I think that Alabama win, despite uh, it not being Tua at the quarterback, Mac Jones was quarterback last year, that was a big win for uh, Bo Nix, regardless of who was at the quarterback position for Alabama. I think that he's going to come into this sophomore year playing better football. It's going to, you know, I don't know if it's going to be national championship football, but come junior, senior year, because I do think he's going to stay all four years, this Auburn team is going to be something. Uh, yeah, I, I, um, I'm a little bullish on Auburn. I like them a lot, and it's really because of Bo Nix. I said it on a previous podcast we did, but I think Bo Nix could maybe be the best player in the SEC. I don't hate an outside – I'm not saying he would be the guy that I would pick right now to win it, but I don't hate the outside chance that he might uh, win the Heisman either this year or next. He's a 45-1 to 1 odds right now. I might just throw a little flyer on that just because those are so, so good odds, um, such good odds. And uh, I, I think they're going to win. Um, yeah, I think they're going to win. I, seven and a half. I don't think Kentucky is going to be bad this year. I think they're going to have a solid season. But um, and Auburn's got, yeah, they they lost a lot on defense. I will say, but um, I like Auburn in this one. Um, I'd probably take a minus seven and a half if I was forced to, but I'm not going to bet it. Yeah, if I was forced to, I'd take it. But like like you said, I'm not going to bet it. Going to save my lock. We're going to roll through a couple of these quickies. Uh, UCF 
I think they get it done in East Carolina. Any naysayers? Yep. Nope, nope, yep. Just they're going to do Agreed. it. All right. Georgia Southern uh, is going to come out to a fast start against the Louisiana uh, Raging Cajuns, but the Raging Cajuns are come out and whoop their ass. Yeah, they look like a good team. They look they, like a pretty good they, team. They battled through some adversity last week when they got down, I think, a couple touchdowns, and they came back and won that game. So good on you, Louisiana. Keep fighting. Keep raging. You're the Cajuns. Are they All still right. ranked? <laughs> they are ranked 19. <laughs> nice. Yes. Yeah. Going now, for the Cajuns. Let's go. Now, now, whether that state, like a lot of these teams might drop out once they start to throw Big Ten teams in there. So we'll see. All right. Uh, Georgia Tech, or sorry, I'm skipping one. Uh, Louisville travels to Pittsburgh. After seeing what I saw out of Louisville and after seeing what I saw out of Pittsburgh, I'm not sure. I like Pittsburgh a lot. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm a big, I'm big on Pittsburgh this year. Minus three. Uh, I was I would I'd take them minus ten. I lock it I, up, Robert. I I like oh, want to lock that up. Pittsburgh minus three. Minus three. Wait, they're my, wait. Pittsburgh's minus three. Yeah. So I do like Pittsburgh this year. Louisville. I uh, I'm I'm not sold on them. At least not right now. Maybe they'll get another Lamar in the next year or two. But for right now, um, I, I like Pittsburgh to win this ball game. And you know what? If I have two locks, hey, uh, Robert, go ahead and get that button ready. Pittsburgh, they're my lock. That's another lock. You know what? I said I'm not sure, but I have only used one lock. So I think I'm going to use my second lock right here. It's only minus three. So if they win, they win. You know, they're going to win by a touchdown. You're going to win by minus. What is it? You're going to lock me up. We're going to be in lock unity, whatever you want to call it. We're, we're locked or locked in a row. We're, we're prison mates. We're bunking together. There we go. Does she, she like that? <laughs> anyway, all right, George Tech going to Syracuse. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Georgia Tech. I think I think they need a win here. I think Syracuse looked terrible at Pitt, and I think people are giving Georgia Tech a little bit too much credit. But I think they get it done. Maybe not minus eight. Maybe it's like. Closer to minus three. Wait, yeah, I'm not. George Tech, Syracuse, though, you said? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, go ahead, Joey. I was going to say, I'm not touching minus eight for Georgia Tech. I think they're going to win the game. Um, I just really want to see what they are. Um, they've had two very different type games. Um, let's, I, I think it evens out a little bit, and we kind of figure out what Georgia Tech is going to be this year. But like I said before, I think Syracuse stinks. Um, so I'll take Georgia Tech to win. I'm not going to touch the spread. You know what? This is a game I'm avoiding altogether because Georgia Tech they had a they 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 had a very slow game in, against Florida State. Then they 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 I don't know they came out somewhat stronger in the second half. They did not look good at all against UCF. And then the Syracuse team is I mean they're not great, but at the same time I don't think this Georgia Tech team is great either. I actually think that this is a game that's going to go either way. I, as a matter of fact, I would almost go as far as to say I think Syracuse could get a big win against UCF uh, – not UCF, against Georgia Tech. But, again, it's one of those games where just to play it safe, I'm going to avoid this one altogether. Yeah, I probably won't even watch it, to be honest. All right, moving on to the next game. <laughs> not funny? Okay. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm not the ACC correspondent. I don't care. Anyway. 
fun pick uh, because TCU hasn't played yet. They've had uh, a game or two postponed as well. So TCU hosts Iowa State, and Iowa State is looking to make up for that opening loss against, uh, I think it was the Raging Cajuns. So, yeah, Tuppy. Yeah. I got, I got TCU winning this one. I think they're chomping at the bits to play. You know, Iowa State didn't look all that impressive. I'm just going out on the limb and, and saying TCU is going to win this game. Yeah, I mean, I don't, really, I have no idea with this game. Uh, I mean, Iowa State, you would assume at the beginning of the season, if you asked me to pick this game, I would pick Iowa State for sure. But I don't know what they're going to be like. Maybe it was just a letdown game. Maybe it's kind of like Navy where they didn't, they weren't prepared to for game one like they should have been because of the uh, because of COVID going on. And you don't know that about TCU either. It's too many unknowns. Uh, I'm going to let it play out. Um, if you want me to pick it, I'm going to pick Iowa State. But who knows? I want you to pick it. Yeah. Iowa State. So I'm with Joey. I think, uh, But I think I'm going to say this one a little bit more confidently. I think I like Iowa State on this one because they're one of those weird teams. They're a very weird program where – they will lose to the team that you don't think they should have lost to, but then they will beat the team that you did not think they were going to beat. That's just, that's Iowa state. That's their whole story. That's what their program builds themselves on. They're going to, they're, they're the, they're that team that ruins a perfect season for another good team. I, I like Iowa state in this ball game and TCU has not even played yet. And I don't follow TCU religiously. So I have no idea who they have coming except for the fact that Gary Patterson is still their head coach. I, I like Iowa State for the sole fact that they lost to a team that they should not have lost to, but yet they managed to always find a way to beat the team that they probably weren't going to beat. I like Iowa State. All righty, we'll move past that quick hitter. We got another quick hitter, Tulane at Southern Miss. I'm going to go with Southern Miss just because. All right, any naysayers there? I don't care. Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? Who cares? All right. All right. Next, the CBS game of the week. Mississippi State goes to LSU, and we get to see Mike Leach in the air raid offense in the SEC against the defending national champs. I am so excited for this. I really am. I first off, I'm excited to see what LSU's how LSU is going to respond to losing a lot of key talent. Miles Brennan being the starting quarterback was a no-brainer. We all saw that one coming. But I am more excited about how the air raid offense is going to fare in the SEC, where the SEC is mainly comprised of, you know, a spread. You know, you have a spread-style offense. But now Mike Leach is going to come out and air it out. I'm excited to see it. Um, I, I really hope it doesn't fail. But I do like LSU still in this first one just because I can't I can't buy into Mississippi State and Mike Leach week one against the defending national champions, at least not right now. If right. Mississippi State wins this ballgame, then maybe that's a whole other podcast next week. But for right now, I like LSU. If Mississippi State wins, we're, we're going to have one whole podcast just celebrating. We're, we're just going to get drunk and just celebrate Mike Leach and how great he is for beating LSU week one, year one. Yeah, he went to I a know. Pot is not legal, though. That's that's insane. That. Yeah, poor guy. Yeah, I was just supposed to freaking daydream about aliens whenever you can't smoke pot. But uh, <laughs> I mean, so it's a weird one. Again, this is one of those COVID ones that I'm more, that I don't know about. LSU lost a lot to the draft, and um, they're breaking in a new quarterback, obviously, which he's still he's supposed to be a stud. 
You know, I'm not going to say that it's going to be a weak link on them. But then they had some opt-outs on their team, too. And then again, Mississippi State, they're coming in with a new coach. They didn't get spring practice. It's an entirely new system. I have no idea. The spread is huge. It's 16 and a half. If it was closer to 17 and a half, I'd probably take Mississippi State and feel pretty good about it. But I don't know. I think 17 is a pretty good number for LSU. Um, I, uh, I think they're going to win the game. I don't think there's any doubt about that. I'm with you guys on that. But, um, I don't, I, yeah, I, I don't know about the spread. Um, I'm just going to say, say LSU is going to win, and it's going to be three scores. All right. Yeah, I got LSU winning this game as well. I think it's going to be closer, but I'm also not confident that it won't be by three scores there. So, you know, 17 is that kind of tricky number. It could be, uh, you know, two touchdowns of field goal or, you know, three touchdowns. So Mm -hmm. the over-under is at 57. I don't know. I'm just excited to see the air raid throwing against one of the self-proclaimed DBU schools. That that'll be that'll be a good does any story other SEC does any other SEC program have an air raid offense? I don't think so. No, I don't. No, I mean so, I'm excited for this one. I am. I I think that we're going to see 400 yard plus games of air and like 18 yards of on the ground. What would you call Lane Kiffin's offense? It's, I don't think it's an air raid. Uh, I think spread. he's just a spread. Spread. Yeah. 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 He runs a lot of screens too. Yeah. Spread. I think give, give Leach a year. Oh man. I think this air raid will be a lot more successful. I think he, yeah, that team's going to struggle this year. I think personally. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. We got Texas going to Texas tech. We see Texas tech beat, uh, some Baptist University last last week, so yeah, we don't know much about them, but we know Texas is looking good. I got the Longhorns to win. It's minus eighteen. It's a rivalry game. I never like to take too much in rivalry games, especially with that big of a spread. But I don't know. I don't. I you know, I'm not going to waste luck on this. I'm just going to say Texas is going to win. I like Texas, but I will say just for fun, I was thinking about that game back in 2008 when Texas Tech beat Texas, Graham Harold and Mike Crabtree. I was thinking about that game earlier, just randomly it came across my mind. But that's that was then. This is now. I like Texas. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I really like Texas win this game. Is this really a rivalry game? I mean, sure, you could say it is. Um, but I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I like Texas a lot this year. I think they're going to win by plenty. I think they cover the spread. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm curious about Texas, man. I want to see some, see them play some better teams, but I think this could be a team to watch out for this year. Ellinger's been there for like 15 years now, so. And he's good, and he is real good. Yeah, so we're all there with Texas. The eyes of Texas are upon us now. All right, and a top 25 matchup. The Army Black Knights are traveling to Cincinnati to face the Bearcats. The Bearcats are a 13 and a half uh, point favorite in this game. I they think should be. I think that's I think that's good. I I, I like that. Um, Army is going to put up a tough fight always, but I'm going to take Cincinnati to win this game. Oh, yeah, big time. I like Cincinnati a lot. They're a very good team. I think they're going to win that conference this year, even though I think UCF's good as well. Um, 13 and a half, yeah, they're going to cover that. I'm not going to put a lock on it, but, yeah. So I'm, I am in such an opposite position because I really like Army. 
I like Army as a team that, you know, they, they had that triple option threat. They managed to move the ball on the ground. They are a frustrating team to play. And Cincinnati, they're, they are a solid team. They really, they've been a solid team for the last couple of years. What they've won, they've won 10 or 11 games the last two years. I think the best they've ever done in program history up to this point, like they're a D they're like a good team. They're like a good team that doesn't make it to the postseason because they're in the conference that they're in. But that is why I really like all army at the same time to where if Cincinnati's favored by 13, give me army Cincinnati might win the game, but if I'm going to pick a team to cover the spread, give me army. And you know what, Robert, get that button ready. I like army. This is my balls out <laughs> pick of the week. That's my lock. It's balls out pick of the week. <laughs> that's a balls out pick of the week. That's a daring pick of the week. That's a new segment. My balls out pick of the week. And then you actually have to take your balls out and sit sit it on like a logo. It's going to be like Lee Corso putting the mascot head on. But HBO I think we're going to have to go to a different website. That. <laughs> yeah, that's going to have to be like a subscribe only. Only fans. Only, only fans. fans. Yeah, we are going to start an OnlyFans. Balls out pick of the week. I like it. All right, so you locked up. You got Pitt and you you got Army, right? Yep. You had another one, didn't you? No, I think think that's it. Was it minus minus eight? Pitt and Army. Okay. Was it at minus minus 13 and a half? I was wrong. Okay. That's what I got, 13 and a half, yeah. Plus 13 and a half, actually. Sorry. Okay, moving forward, onward, um, West Virginia going to Oklahoma State, and we're talking. Today is the 13th anniversary of I'm a man, I'm 40. I'm going to take Oklahoma State because I can't pick against Mike Gundy on the day of I'm a man, I'm 40. They got a minus seven. I like that. I think that's that's good. I think Chuba Hubbard gets, gets the ball rolling. He gets back to that 100-yard rushing game that we, we're all accustomed to. Yeah, I, I like Oklahoma State in this game. Agreed. I think they bounce back here. I think uh, Chuba is going to get well over that 100 yard mark. And um, I, West Virginia, I, I want to see. I, I want to see it before I believe in them. I want to see yeah. them do some. And they really struggled last year. West Virginia did. So again, I think Tulsa for Oklahoma State. That was just one of those games where you played a team that you underestimated. You're going to go into this next game. You're going to fight harder. You're going to win. Now, West Virginia was slinging the ball all over Eastern Kentucky, but it's Eastern Kentucky. Eastern Kentucky has just been trapped. I've seen them a couple times on the schedule by like three different teams just getting whooped. So they're, they're playing some football out there, but just not very well. All right. Um, so we're all in unity there. Oklahoma State taking down West Virginia. Georgia traveling to Arkansas. I think we'll see Georgia get the job done. Um, I'm interested to see how Felipe Franks does in his opener with Arkansas, yep. though. Also, yeah, that, new head coach, the Arkansas's new head coach from Georgia. Kendall Maybe. Bryles is also there as well, offense coordinator. Be interesting. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I think Felipe is a talented quarterback, and and I, I'm, I would be remiss to say that I'm not going to miss seeing him throw that long deep ball that like just he can throw it out of the stadium. He can throw a pigskin a quarter mile. Uh, the most interesting part about this game to me, I would be heavy on Georgia minus 26 and a half, but uh, JT Daniels is not cleared to play yet. Uh, they transferred from UFC, former five-star recruit, and they're hoping, Georgia is hoping that he is cleared to play by Saturday, 
But I mean, that throws. I'm, I'm assuming they're preparing for it. But what if he's not cleared? What does that mean I for the forget, rest of the season? I forget the name of this other guy that plays at Georgia, but he, he's apparently another. I think he was a four star when he was in high school. But he's another really talented quarterback. He he likely would have been number three on the depth chart. But that just goes to show how strong of a quarterback class that Georgia Carson has. Beck, Stetson Bennett, no, Austin Bennett. Kirksey. No. Or Dwan so they Mathis. J- yes, Dwan Mathis. Okay. Mathis. Mathis is the guy that right now, if unless J- if JT Daniels is what? out, then Mathis is going to be the go-to. 6'6", 205 pounds. Jesus. Mathis? Big boy, yeah. Big guy. No, yeah, they're looking at him to be the guy if JT Daniels can't do it. All right, well, well, I mean, <clears throat> that does throw a wrench in, in you know, your, your game plan, really. I mean, but th- th- they are preparing for the worst-case scenario. If I'm Georgia and I'm Kirby Smart, I'm sitting there saying, worst-case scenario, I run the ball. I run the ball because I'm Georgia. I run the ball because we have a history. We have Herschel Walker. We have Nick Chubb. We got Sony Michelle. We have, we have all these running backs. We've been running the ball since the since the age of time, since the dawn of time, and nothing new is going to change. We're going to run the ball. We're going to pass it when you would least expect it to a tight end, and we have all sorts of talent on the field that can make up for an ex, an inexperienced quarterback. I yeah. think Georgia still gets a job done here. Oh, I definitely think they do either way, but I'm very bullish on Georgia this year if JT Daniels is the quarterback. Um, I think I think they're the favorite in the SEC, in my opinion, if JT Daniels is the quarterback. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens if he gets ruled out or, um, or I mean, if he, like, what happens when they, like, Saturday morning, like, okay, yeah, he can play. Now, could they, could they say he's eligible at some point during the season, or does it have to be before the season starts? Your guess is goes mine. I don't know yeah, because, because that would be a huge miss miss out for them if if he if he's out for the rest of the season without that. As I would say, like if he's healthy, then he's good. I'll have to look that up. That's some that's some research I could do. All right, <clears throat> so I'm not messing with that spread though. I think it, there's it's like 26 and a half. I'm I'm not even going to touch that. Uh, but I got Georgia to win. All right, Duke and Virginia. I got Virginia winning um, just because Duke looks so awful. And Bryce Perkins is coming back, and he's coming back with a vengeance, more experienced. Uh, yeah. Alabama. <clears throat> Alabama um, going to Missouri. Alabama's one of the favorites to make it to the playoff and even a lot of people's favorite to win the national championship. I think they so- take care of Missouri. Uh, Mac Jones to me is the next AJ McCarron doing right now. Um, he's going to be a quarterback that's going to help control the offense. He's going to control the flow. He's going to be an accurate quarterback when he needs to be, but he's not going to do too much. They're not going to rely on him the way they relied on the, no, actually, you know what? I would say that I, I don't even think Alabama relied too heavily on Tua. Yeah, Tua is a great, naturally good quarterback. They had a solid running game, and of course, the defense that could help knock everybody out to keep you in the ball games. I think that they're going to the the defense is always going to be there on any Nick Saban team, and Mac uh, Mac Jones is going to play good time managing offense. So there you go. I think I think Alabama is going to be just fine. Yeah, uh, I. I, I love to hear you say that, Davis, because I listen to so many Alabama fans tell me how great Mac Jones is, and I just don't see it. 
Um, I see him being much more, I think a best case scenario is an AJ McCarron with him. Uh, we saw it against Auburn. Like that was the, really the only significant time. I guess he played Michigan in the bowl game. I don't know how good Michigan was last year. Uh, and that Auburn game, he didn't look great to me. Uh, the receivers made some plays and then he threw two very costly interceptions, yeah. including a pick six at the goal line. Um, but that being said, Alabama's going to kick the piss out of Missouri in this game. Minus 27 and a half. Go ahead, Robert. Lock that up. Alabama's going to wow. beat them by 20, at least 35. 27. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely taking that. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind. Um, but, yeah, Missouri's got a new coach. Even if it's a guy from App State, I think he's a good coach. I think he could be the guy there. Um, but, yeah, no, it's, it's not going to matter. Najee Harris is my favorite to win the Heisman to start the year. Najee Harris, like like I said, for Georgia, Alabama, if they had any issues with quarterback, whatever, they're just going to run the ball. And also at wide receiver, you have Jalen Waddle, who is faster than a speeding bullet. You're not going to stop him. I, I watched him against Michigan in the uh, in the Citrus Bowl, and th- they just torched the Michigan defense. There was no way getting around that. And Mac Jones has enough talent just to hit hit Jalen Waddle, who is streaking down the field wide open. The only thing that's going to stop Mac Jones is a third DUI. Oh, <laughs> I wish I had a better one for that. It works. <laughs> it works. <laughs> we're here. We're, we're, we're having fun. All right. All right. Yeah. I don't know about that lock though. Let me see how many games we have left to pick. Yeah. Not that many. Not that There's many. There's an obvious lock for both of you. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go ahead and lock it up because I have two more locks I need to do. So I'm gonna lock this one up. To minus twenty-seven as well. Lock me up. I'm with Joey. Minus twenty-seven and a half. Or no, it's just twenty-seven on Bama. Yeah, I got twenty-seven and a half, but I'll take twenty-seven. It's fine. We'll give you twenty-seven. All right. And we got Vanderbilt going to Texas A&M. Texas A&M takes care of them. Uh, that might be an easier lock if you wanted to. Uh, minus 31, though. So we'll see with a conservative Jimbo Jimbo offense. Mm-hmm. I like him. Yeah. Any news there? Yeah. I like him. Watch out for the AM this year. Gig him. What? Uh, dude, I just want their quarterback to be a little bit more consistent. You know, see if this, this is his last year to make something happen. Mm hmm. Yep. yep, Kellen Mond talking all that stuff. I, ho- I hope he does good. We'll see. I hope he does good. All right, we're going to skip this one game because I want to save it for last, and we're going to talk about Tennessee at South Carolina. Um, I think Tennessee gets his job done. Watch out for Tennessee this year. South Carolina looks like their favorite on the matchup predictor on ESPN. Tennessee's favorite, three and a half. Uh, so I, 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 think, I think that's a good spread right there i like that a lot out the gate i like tennessee they finished the season so strong to where i think they have momentum going into this year jared garantano look this guy might be the quarterback that he was in in high school he i think he showed glimpses of that at the end of the year and it's amazing because tennessee was so bad to start the year last year but yet they finished so strong to where i can't help but have some promise in them now south carolina does have that graduate transfer out of uh was it colin hill or colin yeah, Where he just the took the starting position, Colin he's got a go- He's got a gorgeous set of hair and a beard to go with it. But I think Tennessee is going <laughs> to definitely bring it to South Carolina. Hey, man, you know what? In the battle of South Carolina, <laughs> between him and Trevor Lawrence, there's competition in the hair game. 
Could I call it a lock? This is going to be my last lock. Hair locks, all kinds of locks. I'm going Tennessee minus three and a half. That's my yeah, last I, lock of the week. I love Tennessee. I think South Carolina stinks. Uh, they're going to stink all year. And uh, Tennessee's going to be good. Yeah, like you said, Davis, they start off super bad at the beginning of the year, but they made improvements and they got better towards the end of the year. And um, I, I like Tennessee a lot. I think they're going to win by far more than three and a half. All righty. Some quick hitters. Kansas at Baylor. Who you got, Joey? Who cares? Baylor. Who cares? He's got Baylor. Who cares? I got Baylor, too. All right. NC State at Virginia Tech. James Tech. Tech. Minus seven. I got Tech. Who cares? And Troy travels BYU. We all know who's going to win that game. It's going to be the Mormons and BYU. I, I like I like BYU also because my uh, my girlfriend's brother in law is one of the quarterbacks on the team. So yeah. Oh yeah, we talked about that. You got we got we got to get him on the podcast. There you go. That's it. Although He's, I mean, not he is by no means a starter. He's like fifth string, but still. Sorry, I was on for a second. You said your yeah. your girlfriend's brother in law is a quarterback on BYU. Yeah, man. If they're national champs, he gets a ring. So he's he's a Mormon. Yeah, oh yeah, he's more he he spent two years in Argentina. We need to we need to ask him about soaking. We need to get him on the podcast and ask him about soaking. That sounds nasty. Oh dude, that means he's oh no, I mean that my girlfriend can't hear that one then. (laughs) I don't want to hear about it. I'll let you guys do your own podcast on that one. That sounds gross. You soak? Uh, that sounds gross. Yeah, there's this weird. On a side note, there's this weird thing. My my girlfriend tells me told me about it. It's called neck. Oh, I'm in for this. It's called ne- it's called neckmo, and it's like Tinder but for Mormons. It's like um, non marital makeout sessions, basically. I love it. But it's it's it. called it's called Negmo. I yeah, I don't know. All right. Anyway, yeah, he's signing up today. Like like he's got a farmers only. He's got a Negmo. All right. <laughs> All right. Notre Dame's postponed. So we won't get them. Uh, Houston postponed again um, against North Texas. The game of the week, the college game day game of the week. A huge rivalry in the state of Florida. Maybe not so much this year, but we'll see. Florida State traveling to Coral Gables, Hard Rock Stadium to face the Miami Hurricanes. Prime time. All right. Who wants to go? I'll let Joey go last because it's his time. All right. All right. Uh, I'll go real quick and just say that. Uh, well, first off, uh, no one's going to be in the stands in Coral Gables. Uh, COVID or not, that's no surprise. That wouldn't be any different. So this is not going to be treated any different. Uh, for uh, I, I, this team are they going to maintain the success? I think that's a big. I think that's the big question mark with my, this Miami team. Is are they going to maintain success? And with Florida State, they are just, dude. I I, I think that James Blackman is just not the quarterback to have. Man, he's a, he's a senior. Is he a senior? This is the last year you get to deal with. Oh, like, is he I, a senior? Oh he, no, he's a he's a junior, Davis, and this year doesn't even count. Oh, so <laughs> he's got three more years left. If, if like had James Blackman for about ten years now, 
So I, I, I like Miami in this ball game. I, I'm not even worried about taking the points. I'm just worried about who's going to win or lose. And I just think Miami is going to overpower this Florida State team. I think this team still has a long way to go, but I like Mike Norvell as a coach. Future-wise, this team can be in the right spot. But for the I know we've already talked about this. He needs to – him and his players need to get on the same page. But Mike Norvell is not even going to be there, so it doesn't matter. He's got COVID. That's what I was going to say. He's not even going to be on the sideline. He's, he's – I mean – Maybe, is it going to be in Tallahassee? Where is it going to be? They want him to quarantine in the stadium. They don't know that he can't do that yet. He's going to spread uh, COVID to the stadium. You can't bring him to the stadium. He's going to be yeah, coughing on everything. He's not going to be there. What if this is some sort of 5G COVID and it can spread through the headsets? We don't know that yet. Yeah. We don't know anything. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> It could be a conspiracy. <laughs> anyway, yeah, no, I got Miami in this one big. Um, and you know what? It's going to break my heart to see Lee Corso put on that hurricane head knowing that he's heartbroken because he can't see his Seminoles beat Miami. But I, I don't know. I mean, what do you want me to say? Like, I'd like to take FSU. I don't like Miami. I don't, I don't really care for FSU either, but. I want to see a good game, at least. I don't even think it's going to be a good game. I think Miami's just going to run all over all FSU. The, hey, if anything, last time Florida State was in Miami, it was a really good game, but it was also Florida State relinquishing a lead. So if Florida State gets out early, they need to, they need to hold it because, dude, this Miami team is not going to back down. And a blocked extra point won them that game. Yeah, yes. they lost that game. You're talking about a different game, Robert. Am I oh, talking yeah. about a different game? No, of course that was. Oh, was, oh, I am. That was a few years back. That was that, that was, was the two times ago that they played Miami. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Last, I I know what you're talking about. Last time, last time or last year, Florida State just not last year, two years ago, Florida State basically just like self combusted in in like the fourth quarter and allowed so many sacks. Is that the time we're talking about? That's the time we're talking. That's the about. time we're talking about. All right, Joey. We'll we'll. we'll Go on your rant, because I know you got a rant. I don't even really have a rant. I'm annoyed that you saved this for last, but I'm way more annoyed that ESPN put us in prime time. Like, how much do they fucking hate us? <laughs> yeah, this how should much be a, do they fucking hate us? Hide this, be a this game, game at 11 o'clock in the morning so that and put, some, put Alabama and all the other big teams there so no one fucking watches it. Instead, they're going to put it at prime time when Kansas is playing Baylor. And so who are you going to watch? And fucking watch us get our ass handed to us. Like, James Blackman is going to start a quarterback. Shovel Purdy ain't going to be back till next week. Mike Norvell's got COVID. What do you want me to say here? What do you think is going to happen? James Blackman's going to go out there. He's going to look good for the first drive because they're going to script out the plays. And then he's probably not going to score. Our defense is going to be trash. We we can't we, FSU even when they're good couldn't stop a running quarterback. Didn't matter how good the team was. So you know what? I'm not. Yeah, it, it's just it's just going to be ugly. It's going to be ugly, and it's not going to. It, I don't. I can't even tell you how many points Miami could score. And Miami could, will probably name their score in this game. And uh, hopefully, my hope because you said it, Davis. You said it without saying it. James Blackman stinks. I think the only good thing to come out of this game is that it could potentially be the end of James Blackman at Florida State. 
I think this could be the last time he starts a game for Florida State because they play Jacksonville State next week. Hopefully, maybe he starts that game. They get out to a lead. They put Chubb in. They put Tate Rodemaker in. I don't know. Um, and that, that's all, the, all she wrote for James Blackman. I hope and pray because I cannot watch him play football anymore. I cannot watch James Blackman play football anymore. He takes the fun away from me. I mean, me I think that they're going to play Jacksonville State, and then after that game, he will transfer to Jacksonville State and oh, keep hopefully. his eligibility because that's the best place where he can go, where he can start and actually have somewhat of a chance to play on a consistent play basis and maybe win some ball games. <laughs> Whatever you're doing right now really sucks. Great, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your face was frozen in the funniest position. I think but it's we can bad. hear you. Yeah, I know. We, James Blackwood is not – he cannot play quarterback for Florida State anymore. And I really – I hope and pray this is the last time I have to watch him. Oh. All right. Yeah. That, that, was, guess that, was, what? that was sad. He stinks. He stinks. Okay. Anyway. Well, I, I think that's it. We're going to wrap up on that note. I mean, there's nothing else to say. I, uh, we, I, I shouldn't have saved that game for last. I'm sorry I did that to you, but it's the primetime game on ABC. For no reason at all. What are you saying, Davis? You're, like, talking. Hey, we're losing you, man. <laughs> he said, ah. <laughs> I said, last. We really got an ass on. We got an ass on. We did not. <laughs> I think if you and I are quiet, we can hear him say something. Go, go, go. All right, clearly I have some issues over here. No, we heard that. So what would you say before? Oh, I said I'm happy you saved Florida State for last. Yeah, yeah fuck you. Yeah, yeah we have – I mean, when they're doing good, we'll save them for last too when they're prime time. I don't know why they made them prime time and ESPN game of the week. That's just what I'm going with. Like, we've always done college game day, game of the week last. That's just the Whatever. way we do things around here. Who cares? Around the college football extravaganza. <laughs> yep. Well, that's it. No. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Thank you, guys, for tuning in. Week four college football picks. Drop a like. Oh, oh. If you're watching this and you want to take uh, take part in all the fun um, before Saturday, um, I'll put the, I'll put the pick'em on the video description or on the podcast description. Sign up on our ESPN pick'em, and I will give a prize out to the winner, and maybe maybe some other consolation prizes. We'll see. I know What's there's the like, there's like five people in there. I don't know. I don't know yet, but I'm trying to make it good. I'm trying to make it real good. Do you still have that box outside of your room that has all the snacks and whatnot that you have to pay for? No, I don't. No, I used to have a snack shop. (laughs) Like, you get get a bag of chips from the snack shop. Well, see, what I do, I tailor it to my – I was living with, like, five or six other people. So I would ask them what kind of snacks they liked. And so I'd go to Sam's and get a bulk – thing of you know stuff i like too and and different things and beer and stuff and i it was the shop it was the vincent express and uh and so it's like the kilo express that's where i got the idea from the kilo express and uh made, made a good bit of money off that but i don't have enough roommates anymore so Damn. i have two roommates so 
it's not really yeah. profitable anymore. Who cares? Yeah. Anyway, follow us. <laughs> We're college football extravaganza. Uh, whoever is watching this is gone by now. Anyway, um, yeah, follow us on Higher Frequency Podcast Network right now. Uh, follow the Twitter, the Facebook, the YouTube, and share this. And for the love of God, don't really bet your money on anything we say. <laughs> um, <laughs> Bad your life. Yo, you I'm bet, joking. Bet the you, house. This is solely our opinion. Bet the house. Bet the dog. Bet the car. Bet your bet IRA. Your mom. We need. Bet your mom. We need a disclaimer that just says what we say is our opinion. What you do is because you decided to do it. Yep. Yeah. Well, you know that's just like uh, your opinion, man. I I like that one. I, I like using that one. All right, I'm done. I'm, I've I've held you guys too long. Too. We had a long one. I gotta go to sleep. Yeah, go to sleep. You gotta be up at four in the morning for sure. Why don't, why don't you tell your ESPN buddies about the podcast? Tell them to follow and like and subscribe so they can that. see. It. Well, we'll put push it in their face, like like hey. All right, we'll hey. do. Don't. All right, base. Hey, hey. Well, that's it Later, for us guys. this week. See you. Wait, say that again. JT Daniels has a knee injury. It's not that he hasn't been cleared by the NCAA. It's just that he's not healthy. That's fucking this. hilarious. I hate this. <laughs> I, just, I just read a headline. <laughs> I, oh, I just started. I just started recording again. So this is this is being put back on because <laughs> that's I, funny. <laughs> I hate. I hate whenever we get off. We get off, and then I look at something, and I'm like, shit, that wasn't right at all. And then I've got. I got to like put it in the put in the stuff. So. We we try and we try our best to correct ourselves here at college football extravaganza. That's funny as fuck. <laughs> I thought he wasn't great. I had never heard of him be, heard it that he got cleared to play. So I guess I'm not. I don't follow Georgia that. Yeah, maybe well, it's so. maybe it's a little bit of both. We'll see. All right, and now now that's actually it for the week. Enjoy your college football. Enjoy your football, everybody.